Welcome to the PGB Football Podcast. Today we are talking about Euro 2020, presented to you by your host, Paolo. The semi-finals were here. Italy, Denmark, Spain and England. Who would have thought? Definitely not anyone that watches football continuously. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite astonishing how how these teams have made it this far. I'm not surprised by by Italy and England. Those are the two candidates that had the highest probability of reaching the semi-finals. But yeah, I would have I would have picked France, Italy. Um, Germany and probably like Portugal or something, you know. But we roll. What a quarterfinal it was. So entertaining. Very, very close score lines uh, for the first three matches. And then England and Ukraine was just a demolition by, by England. And I actually got all four predictions right. And uh, yeah, I just want to highlight a few key key moments in that in those quarterfinals and uh, possibly touch on who could be the impact players for the semi-finals for each team first game of the evening was switzerland versus spain it was quite a close one. Went to penalties. And I was very, very upset that Switzerland didn't go through. But yeah, Spain were just... They were, they were given an advantage early in the... Like, pretty pretty early in the game. Uh, through that own goal. And... Then Shakiri scored, made it 1-1. Then moments after that, Freule got a red card and changed the game. But Switzerland hung on hung on there and Spain couldn't really couldn't convert during that during those last thirty minutes of extra time. Eventually went to penalties and it was quite a shocking display. Both sides for the penalties. It was only three one uh, that Spain won on penalties. So Spain being the, the team that went through I didn't see really anything special coming out of that that camp, to be honest. The the standout players probably for for that quarterfinal was was Jordi Alba and Pedri. They kind of orchestrated the play down the left hand side. None of the attackers featured couldn't they couldn't break through Switzerland's lines. Jan Sommer was unbelievable. And I think uh, Switzerland would have had more of a chance if they had progressed to beat to beat Italy in the semi-final. So yeah, I I think that in my opinion, it's it's already settled the the one semi-final. I think it's going to be Italy. Or, or, they're not going to cruise to a victory, but they will end up winning it. Spain, I don't think will will threaten a huge amount. Uh, just knowing their track record this this European Championship 
they haven't had an outright um, performer. Their outright performer has been their 18-year-old, Pedri. He's a wonder kid. And he's going to be their, <clears throat> their route into that Italy defense. He's going to play... He's going to play as the number 10, the playmaker, pass in the pass between the lines through to Ormo or Moreno or Morata, whoever the front three will be, or Ferran Torres. Try and uh, orchestrate some sort of opportunity for them to score. And Jordi Alba down that left again. Aspilicueta, if he gets more forward, I think he'll, he will definitely be a threat. They they do have a solid back line. And Italy are gonna struggle for moments to to get in between that back four. But I think there will be a few breaks in play where they where they can counter and where they can take advantage of Spain's weaknesses. So onto the Italy Belgium game. What a cracker. Like we saved like the, the organizers of Euro saved the best game for the last of that evening. And it was a cracker. I mean, some unbelievable goals, some drama. You know, it was intense. It was an intense performance by by Italy. They were they were ruthless. Belgium were very unlucky on the day. They they should have definitely uh had got more from that game, at least another goal. And then it would have probably taken it to extra time and who knows where it would have, where it would have gone. I think, yeah, Belgium got very unlucky. It just wasn't their day. You can see by the, the, the one-on-one chances that they had, you know, open goal, Italy defending literally off their goal line. It, Insigne's goal has got to go down as one of the best goals of this, of this Euros. What a goal it was. Yo, I just can't get over that goal. Yo, it was too good. Absolutely swerved past Tielemans and pinned it into the top right, past the tallest goalkeeper, arguably the tallest goalkeeper in the world. What, what a strike. It's got to go down as the best strike of the Euros. And that's what that's what shifted the tide for for Italy. They took control of the game, putting the ball in the back of the net three times in that game. One obviously being disallowed. It really shows your your true colours as a team, how hard you've worked, and the 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 dominance that you that you pose as a team, and the threat that you that you give on the pitch. It's Something that Italy hasn't hasn't done for for the last decade. We've seen a very inconsistent side in Italy, and now they they've accumulated a, a great number of young players and a and a really tactical and graceful coach in his in his tactics, implementing his structure and his philosophy. And you can see that everyone as a collective is buying in. And you can see the chemistry is out of this world in this Italian team. And this is why I think they can they have the best chance of winning the Euros right now. 
and the the key player for this for this Italian team in the semi final would be it, there will be a few, uh, but most notably there's going to be the two defenders, Chiellini and Bonucci, Barella and Jorginho in the midfield, and Insigne on attack. But the one, the one player who who really solidifies that team or completes that team is Jorginho, and he has been the best player for me in that Italian team throughout the whole tournament. And he's just been a brick wall. He's been running up and down, covering everyone's tracks, stopping the opposition's um, midfield players from, from playing in between the lines, doing his job, and his job is to sit back, defend, be the front line for the the back four of Italy. And he's done that job so well. And I think he's going to be the key player for the semi-final. And all the Spanish players are talking about him, saying that if we get around Jorginho, we'll have a chance. If we cut Jorginho out of this game and try and stifle him, then they'll have a chance of of breaking it, Italy's defence. So the next two teams that progressed from the quarterfinal through to the semi-final were Denmark and England. And they face each other in the second semi-final. That's also, it's going to be a, an amazing game. Denmark have come so far from how they started at the beginning of the Euros. Who would have thought that they would progress this far and even overcome their challenges along the way losing such a crucial player uh, at the beginning stages of the of the euros so denmark have made it this far through dire circumstances and i feel that they could progress even further it's just england standing in their way and they have the they have the artillery to do so. They have big guns and they have been and really they're not household names. They've been performing like, like superstars. One key player that they're going to need in that semi-final is Joachim Mailer down the left-hand wing back. He's going to be their most crucial player to supply some inroads into their attack. And that's basically, he's going to define their, their intensity and their, their threat uh, on, on their attack. He's a, he's a really important supply line into providing the attacking players with, with service. So he'll be that that key player for for Denmark. England, on the other hand, coming coming into a semi-final of the Euros, having not been there in a long time, 
and coming with a new and improved squad and very young and talented uh, players that are coming through the ranks and are sh- shaping up as a really, really talented and uh, watchable team. And it's going to be a, an interesting game between them because one underdog, one dark horse versus a the favourite, which is England, going head-to-head. I think this is going to be England's biggest challenge besides Germany. You're going to come up against a real resolute defence in, in England and a real threatening attack in Denmark. And it's just going to be a, a clash of titans, to be honest. England have the necessary firepower to call upon on the bench. Even, and in the starting lineup, they have huge players, such well-known players that can always provide on the day. But yeah, we'll have to leave it up to whatever happens on the day. And my predictions are going to be Italy to progress to the final. They're probably going to do so, I think, through extra time. And they will seal it after extra time. I think it's going to be a close 90 minutes. And I honestly think Denmark, if they turn up on the day, they will they will take it. Denmark as a team are going to, going to go full throttle against England. I, I think they want this more than anything, to just shock the world. They're going to do a Greece of 2004. That's all I'm saying. And... England are going to come in guns blazing. And I think it's it's going to be a one to watch. But I'm going for an upset in Denmark. And I'm going for an Italy-Denmark final. Also one player that I didn't, I, I need to mention, that is key to England's success and that they will benefit, benefit from in that game is... I think it's going to be Mason Mount. I think he's going to be, he could be a, a standout performer in that game. If he plays, if he doesn't, then, then Harry Kane. Harry Kane is always a threat and he's, if you give it to him on a plate or if you give him a goal, if you give him a goal scoring opportunity, he will most likely convert eight times out of ten and he's that type of striker he's a prolific striker and you you'll need him any team will, will want harry kane as their striker so yeah those those two players i think harry kane more than mason mount if mount doesn't play but if mount plays he kind of makes that he makes that midfield he he, he takes set pieces uh, corners and, and free kicks if if Shaw's not taking them then he will he'll stand up to the plate and we've we've seen his performances during the during the season past with Chelsea and yeah I think he's gonna be crucial if if, if England wanna succeed in this in this Euros.
So yeah, my final predictions, as I said, Denmark with an upset and Italy to beat Spain in extra time. I think the upset's gonna gonna come with Denmark in in a two one or one 0 in ninety minutes. I don't think it'll go the distance, but it's gonna be close. They're both gonna be close, um, unless something outrageous happens on the day. I'm very keen to comment and do another episode on when all the events have transpired, and we can finally touch on or finally see who comes up in the Euro 2020 final. Thank you for listening, and I will see you guys in the next episode.